And you're listening to Inside Your Head. I was born a rich man's son. I had everything that money could buy. But freedom, I had none. I've been looking for freedom. I've been looking so long. Where are you? I'm right here. I'm on the Cape, Cape Cod. Where are you? You're in the Cape Cod. Where, 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 which state are you in? Are you in America? I am in America. I'm in America. I heard you just got back to America. Do they still use that? This is CNN. Do they still use that? I don't know. Uh, I should get you to record that for my show. This is inside your head, and I'll just play it. Uh, yes, you should. And then, yeah. and then, you know, every time it plays, I'll get like one cent. I wonder <laughs> if um, James Earl Jones got any money for that or the buyout because it must have played you know at least two million times. Mm-hmm. This is CNN. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very memorable. It's iconic, like yourself. All right, where are you? Right. I'm in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Wow, mm-hmm. Boston. Uh, on the Cape, uh, a small town called Sandwich, which you probably never heard of. Sandwich? I used to live in yeah. Sandwich, Illinois. All right, all right. But Fair I couldn't enough. get a sandwich there. Yeah, there's a lot of sandwiches, and I get tagged a lot on social media because there's a, there's a, a viral meme that t- took a picture of our, of our police, so it says Sandwich Police, and everyone thinks it's very funny on the cop cars. And it was funny the first couple times, but I've been tagged probably hundreds of times today. Well, it doesn't say sandwich police, does it? Or does it... Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It says sandwich police on the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's got to be tough, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. You know, uh-huh. yeah, I guess that's better than, you know, Hooker, Pennsylvania, like Hooker police, <laughs> you know? Right, yeah. You know, so. Anyway, what are we talking about today? All right, so uh, we're here at the Station of Information Inside Your Head. I'm Nasty Neal, and I'm joined by, people can hear him right now, David Hasselhoff, an icon, and we're here to talk about Up Against the Wall. You, you wrote it, you performed it, and I could tell people what it's about, but I think it would be cool if it came from your mouth, if you can give people a quick idea of what Up Against the Wall is. In other words, you'd like to know... What's inside my head? Exactly. Well, what's inside my head is back in 1989, I was flying over Germany and going to Berlin, and I used to do a show called the Hit Parade, which is pronounced Hit Parada, because I had a number one single called Looking for Freedom, and I saw the Berlin Wall below me like a gigantic 400-kilometer snake. And I said, wow, what's that? They said, that's the wall. And I said, separating East Germany from West Germany and mostly East Berlin. But you can go there if you want. I said, I can go there? Why? Because I'm a celebrity? They said, no, anybody can go there. And uh, you just got to go through Checkpoint Charlie and they'll search you and blah, blah, blah. So I did. So I went there and went to Checkpoint Charlie and I was doing an interview at the Grand Hotel, which is now the Western Grand. And three girls 
were sitting outside and they were waving at me and I went outside to see them and they said, could we have your autograph? We are such big fans. And I said, wow, this is East Germany. Um, how do you know me as a guy who talks to a car? And they thought that I was crazy. They said, no, we know you from looking for freedom. I've been looking for freedom. And they did not sing the second line because they couldn't. They couldn't remember. They, was, they were not taught English in school. They were taught Russian. So they were taught German and Russian. So the second line was, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But looking for freedom, unbeknownst to David Hasselhoff, became a hymn and a song of hope and freedom for the people of East Germany. And I sold 11 million singles um, that year, and it became the number one song probably for the last 30 years uh, in Germany. At least that year it was number one for eight weeks. And we sold 11 million singles. And so I... Um, I asked the girls a question. I said, well, what, what, when are you going to be able to go to West Berlin? It's right there. Literally, it's like, you know, looking across the street. And there was West Berlin from the Fredericksplatz to uh, to where Freedom was with Chuck Boy Charlie. And uh, they said, not in our lifetime. Maybe, maybe when we get old like our grandparents. I said, you can't go to East Berlin, I mean, West Berlin. They said, no. And their environment was very weird. It was like very, um, was gray and holes in the streets and terrible. Kind of like watching old World War II movies, you know, of Hitler and atrocities. And then, then you cut to the color of America and McDonald's and Berlin was this thriving metropolis. And I said, take a picture with me. And they took a picture with me and I said, stay here tomorrow. Maybe I can get it in West Berlin newspaper. The next day I got to West Berlin and, um, I put it in the newspaper, but it didn't come out because it was a holiday or something. And we got there too late. And then within the next day and I went, yay. So I went through checkpoint. Charlie went back and I saw one girl, uh, and she started to cry and scream and went away. And there's a picture on my wall, of the three girls that, went crazy for David Hasselhoff in East Germany. That led to my my love and my attraction of what is going on here. And I tried to and research, which I'm going to do today, I'm glad we brought it up. Dean Reed, there's a gentleman by the name of Dean Reed. I'm not sure if you know who he is or your listeners know, but look him up because he was an interesting guy. Dean Reed was uh, kind of like the B.J. Thomas freedom singer of East Germany married to an East German girl with a child. And he would go off and perform worldwide and sing songs about freedom and hope and stuff. And then would go back and then was killed or drowned in a lake, uh, in, uh, downtown, um, Berlin, uh, East Berlin, which was really strange because he was a great, you know, swimmer and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I, I, I researched him and found out that, you know, uh, Tom Hanks and um, and uh, Tom Cruise both had uh, were looking to do his life story as well, um, and that, nothing ever happened. But I was so enamored with what happened in East Germany, I kept going back because the people through Checkpoint Charlie would look at me like they recognized me, but they would still have to be stern and do their job, and they would kind of like give me a little twinkle, like, we know who you are, but then they'd pass me through. And they'd search me, then if I was going in a car, they would look under the car with mirrors and blah, blah, blah. 
So we came up with an idea uh, when I got a call from Amazon Audible Books. So, hey, would you like to do an Audible book? I said, what's an Audible book? And where you listen to it? And I said, yeah, that sounds like an interesting idea. But I, I, and they said, well, we have an idea. We'd like you to do your autobiography. I said, I don't want to talk about myself. I've already done two autobiographies, one called Don't Hassle the Hoff and one called Making Waves. And one, it's, an even, it's even in the German language. But I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to trash anybody. I'm not going to trash my family or myself. And I'm not going to... Um, you know, I have great stories of how I met Muhammad Ali and Sammy Davis Jr. I have every story. I've met everybody because they've all watched Knight Rider. Everybody in the planet, on the planet, has watched Knight Rider, and that's my goal is to bring Knight Rider back as a movie. And we're pretty close. Anyway, the bottom line was I said, but they said, well, well you can do whatever you want. You can make a comedy. You could do like I said, well, could I do something about Berlin and you know, and the fall of the wall, like you know. Like maybe I have a show called Hoff the Record, H-O-F-F the Record, mm. on Netflix. It's quite good. It won an Emmy. It's really funny. And mm. I, I meet my illegitimate son, who was fathered the night the ball came down. And I said, why don't I do something like from Hoff the Record? Like, you know, I saw your, your mother. There she was. She looked at me. Our eyes met. We couldn't, we couldn't stop touching each other amidst the celebration, amidst the wall coming down and all the people drinking champagne and beer and wine and falling on us. We were still locked in each other's embrace, knowing that there was something there. And then they, they loved that idea. So they came back with um, a writer named David Gordon, who was awesome. And David and I got together with um, myself and uh, for a week, and we locked ourselves in a room, and I said, here's my, of what happened to me in Berlin, and, and David said, well, what if we were to do something about a spy that looked just like you? And I said, I'm in, that's awesome. And thereby, we have this great show that's called Up Against the Wall that is brilliantly written by David with great uh, authenticity, because a lot of my army, I have a believe it or not, a Hoff army that follows me around, mm -hmm. that a lot of them are from East Germany, said so that this was exactly what happened to them. So not only does it educate you and teach you and tell you about the atrocities and how horrible it was there, one in six people in the families were on take, so you didn't know who was who or who was ratting you out because they would threaten to kill your mother if you didn't rat you out. You know, So it was a tough situation. However, we made it into a comedy, the spy doesn't know how to spell Hasselhoff, whether it's two S's or two F's, and I don't know why everyone's trying to fucking kill me. And I'm going through, you know, and all I want to do is get laid because I'm David Hasselhoff, and I got this girl named Greta. Hello, I'm Greta. My favorite color is red. I said, well, my favorite color is blonde, because I thought I'd pick her up with that blonde. And then I, then I have the narrator going, yes, that was one of my favorite lines back then. And then, but it didn't work. But now, the next thing I know is she had her heel in my face. And at first, I kind of liked it. But then I realized she was trying to kill me. And then the, the spy is, he's running around, and a girl's named Hildy. David, David. I have to make up all these voices. And I thought I was going to have a voice coach. There was nobody in the room but me. <laughs> and so I had to come up with all these stupid voices. And then, Udo, I'm Udo from the Stasi, and I'm from Russia, and I'm a bad person. And then, and basically, I just winged it. And for the first two days, I uh, came home and threw the script on the floor and said, 
how did I get into this? And why am I doing this? Oh my God. And I ran into some other stars like Nicole Kidman and a few other people that have passed away, like Leonard Nimoy and guys that have worked with them said, you know, Leonard Nimoy said it was the hardest thing he's ever done. And the same thing with Nicole. It was the hardest thing I've ever done, but I got into it and I realized that I'm either better get into it or throw it out. Like this morning, I woke up going, you know, I'd just rather go to Bali and surf all day, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. instead of making these phone calls and working on my next tour and working on my uh-huh. next Scrooge and working on my next book. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. And then I got up and had a cup of coffee and I'm on the phone working things out and everything's going to be great. But yeah. I'm glad the movie, it's, yeah. it's exciting. It's funny. It's entertaining. You can read the reviews. The reviews are like, uh, I never thought Hasselhoff could do anything right. And, and oh my <laughs> God, you know, I never thought Hasselhoff could sing Heroes. And what's he doing? A David Bowie song. Oh my God, I heard him on Howard Stern. So, you know, I, I, I don't do it because I think someone's going to, you know, put me down or read the bad comments and then read it and realize it's really pretty damn good. Because it is pretty good, and I, agree. Uh, I, I take a lot of credit for for that because I didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> and <laughs> and I take a lot of credit for the writing because of David Gordon, and I, and specifically, I didn't write this with you know I wrote it with him, but but his nuances and his uses of of the language is phenomenal, and and he he created a Berlin that I've been to, which is an underworld Berlin of just wild, crazy stuff. It was the, the you know Berlin was like the Marlena Dietrich of of its day, even during the war. It was but scary and and and, and brutal and uh, you know life threatening during the war. But after the war was over, it was it was it was it was except for East Berlin, it was just an amazing place. And um, now it's all. Germany is reunited after 30 years, and we're going to release the book in German on the day that I oh, tour, wow. which is October 3rd, which is the reunification of Germany, the 30th anniversary. So I'm nice. going out again with a big tour, and um, I'm very proud of the book. I'm, I'm, I'm more proud of, of the reviews. The reviews have been phenomenal, and I, yeah. I'm so excited because... I didn't know. I, I mean, I really, honest to God, I, I, I sent this out to my people and said, is this any good? You know, because <laughs> Branson Pinchot, this is Branson Pinchot, he's so good uh, mm-hmm. doing The Serialist, another book by David Gordon. And I listened to Branson Pinchot, and I said, how can I be as good as this guy? And uh, so I just did it kind of like off the cuff and, and just mm-hmm. really basically... If it's as if you would get up and say, "This is what happened to me in Berlin," and the biggest um, uh, challenge that you have with a book is to slow down. You have to talk really slow. You have to say, "The balloon <laughs> fell down. My foot got caught in the, the strap of the balloon." As the man was shooting at me, the bun, the bullets were whizzing zoo, 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 by my head, and it's really hard to do, you know. So. But once I got into it, I loved it. And um, once I, you know, once you get past like the first, I would say the first 40 minutes, it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. The, the rest of the, the other seven hours and 20 minutes of the, of the book. Yeah. It's a long time. You know, <laughs> seven, I mean, yeah. I said, how long is this book? Can we do a, I actually said that. Can we do a book for two hours? <laughs> and they said, no, no, everybody wants a long one. This is, this is kind of short, you know? Uh-huh. I was yeah. talking to some guy from, I did Twitch in Berlin just recently. Mm-hmm. And the guy was, uh, Saying, yeah, I'm doing. I'm listening to a book. It's 21 hours. I said, Oh my god, 21 <laughs> hours. You know, you'll probably be 37 by the time you're done. So, uh, just uh, real quick, because I really like the tone of the book because you're talking about yourself, which is funny to me on its own. Cause you say your own name a lot, and uh, so some of the stuff you say like could be considered braggadocious, all the women and all these things, but yet it has a lot of fun with the Hasselhoff character. And uh, I thought it, it really worked. And was that in your mind when you when you're you know when you're reading the book? Yeah, that's in my mind every day. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I gotta have fun with it. You know, I'm, I'm on top of the Berlin Wall in a jacket with lights. I mean, that's about the cheesiest <laughs> thing ever. And yeah. I look at it now, and people go, oh, "That jacket is like this is the symbol of freedom, and it's 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 a part of history." And I go, "It was a jacket. I wore a jacket with some lights, so people could see me." You know, yeah. I grabbed it at the last minute when I walked out the door, but um. You know, 30 years later, it, it was a serious thing over there. I got to do a special. If you get a chance, you should watch it. It's called the National Geographic, David Hasselhoff versus the Berlin Wall. And basically, I got to do a lot of um, going behind the wall and talking to people who escaped and people who were historians and people who were experts about where the death strip were, how many people were killed, who was killed first, how did he die, you know, bleeding to death after 30 bullets and people throwing over bandages over the over the wall but couldn't help him people tossing babies out of windows uh to go over the wall so their babies could be free and just it was just an amazing event experience that they actually knew who the F I was, and they knew looking for freedom. I would say, how do you know me? To an older woman who was beautiful, who escaped in a tunnel with a child. And she goes, I've been looking for freedom. She said, we sang that song. And then we went back and, and, and talked about her story. And her story was scary and cool. And like six months, she waited to go to the bar, she went to the bar every day, and she said, got any matches? And the guy says, no. And, if he, and then he says, yeah. If he hands her a pack of matches, it means that the escape is on. Mm-hmm. Six months later, the guy handed her some matches, and holy shit, the escape was on. And um, uh-huh. 23 of them made it out before the tunnel collapsed. Mm-hmm. And um, I met them all. So it was fun. It was great fun. And um, I'm honored to be a part of it. I was honored to sing on the wall that was came out of just me blabbing out, hey, can I sing on the wall? Thinking they would never say yes. And then mm-hmm. uh, 30 years later, it's become a moment of history. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm proud of those people who made it out of East Germany because it was really rough for uh, living there. It was really, really a bad scene. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I know, I know more about it than I really care to know. And, mm-hmm. and and most people don't. Most people don't really know about what happened, you know, back in the back in the day. But okay. I do. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, one last thing is, uh, when when did you realize the Hoff? Like, because you said it's always in your mind, like the Hasselhoff, like image, the character. When did you realize that that was like its own thing? That you know, you are kind of like people know you as the Hoff. I can tell you exactly when I realized 
that I knew that I was the Hoff and no longer David Hasselhoff. I was jogging at Sydney Harbor Park and people were stopping their cars, honking at me and getting out like zombies from the walking dead going, Hoff, Hoff. <laughs> and I thought that I was in that, uh, what's that, that horror movie, The Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Dead, yeah. Oh my God! It was like so weird. I came back to my dress, my 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 hotel, and I don't know who was with me. It was my wife or somebody. I said, "Everyone's saying off. It's so weird. Say off." <laughs> and then I went on television, and I said, "Well, the only one way to deal with the, the Australians is to give it back to them." So I came up with, "Don't hassle the Hoff," and then <laughs> thereby the whole thing began became this monster thing, which led to Happy Socks, which is my latest campaign, and Hoff Socks, which I'm about to make a big deal for as I get off this phone for a few bucks. Excellent. And, but anyway, have fun in sandwich, and uh, don't have any avocado because it's just boring, and I uh, know that I lived in Sandwich, Illinois, which is near Marengo, Illinois. All right. I feel like but, we're, uh, we're brothers now. Yeah. Yep. We are Sandwich Brothers. You know, and, uh, sandwich siblings rolls off the sandwich. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's that, that's pretty weird. Right, you get yeah. a t-shirt, t-shirt. He, he's my sandwich sibling. <laughs> if you have a brother or sister, I do have point, a well, you should get that. Put, I, put a little yes. arrow pointing to my right. Sandwich sibling. <laughs> um, people will stop you on the streets and go, "That's that's 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 not a cool." Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so you. You've even given me a marketing idea. I love it. So it was uh, great to talk to you. I really appreciate it. And I honestly love the book and hope people uh, check it out. It's on Audible. It's an Audible exclusive audio book. And it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun and interesting, like you said. Have you, uh, have you listened to it all? No. Yes, I did. I did listen to the whole, the whole all eight hours. Did they, would you, what, what happens to you? They lock you in a room and say, you must listen to the Hoff with like, you know, a, someone, a woman with a, with a whip going, you know, or do yeah. you just, I listen to it when I work out. I think it's fun. It's fun to work out. Yeah. Too, you know, yeah, it, it gives you a good laugh and then and it makes you sad though. Sometimes when some of the characters does, yeah. die. Yeah. I got, I got used to like the guy who talks like Santa Claus, you know? And uh -huh. uh, I said, oh, I really like that guy. And he got killed. <laughs> yeah. I said, really oh, sad. I know. Yeah. And then when I was reading that he got killed and I had to read that, it, I was like, let me take a moment here. And I walk off and I feel sad. Then I come back mm -hmm. and read it. Anyway, have a lovely day. Take the day off and I will see you uh, in my dreams. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Take care. Bye. I was born a rich man's son I had everything that money could buy But freedom I had none I've been looking for freedom I've been looking so long I've been looking for freedom Still the Yeah.